Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to Spoiler Season Episode 2 of Ravnica Allegiance. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, New England Comics, you can find online at NEC Coolidge, and to Flipside Gaming, you can find at flipsidegaming.com. So, Katie, excited to take a second look at all the spoilers tonight? Yeah, fun fact for all our listeners out there, we uh, recorded this and the audio got deleted, so yeah. this is this is take two, folks. Thanks, Audacity. You're great. Yes. So, uh, we're going to go quickly, because we're tired through the cards that we don't think matter very much, and then we're going to go take a little more time to talk about the ones that we like. So, first card, go ahead. This is uh, Amplifier. <laughs> Anyways, it's Red Red 2 for a 1-1 one, one <laughs> Elemental. It's, it's, a cool, it's a cool name. It you is. Know? It's like Amplify, but also Fire, mm-hmm. and then there's a Fire Demon chasing the element. Yeah. Clever pun. Yes. All right, so a lot of text here. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Until your next turn, Amplifier's base power becomes twice that card's power and t- base toughness becomes twice that card's toughness. Put the revealed cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. If we think about limited, on average, your creatures are going to be like two, two twos, four, three threes, whatever. Like this is pretty Could good. Be a four four. Yeah, six, it's going to be six. like a four mana four four six That's six, yeah. and a upside is very high. So right. it'll be that on your turn, which is fine. Your red deck, you're hopefully attacking. Um, not going to make into constructed like a one mana four four. Even though it's got to get it with Emrakul, combo it with Emrakul, and then fling it. Yeah, yeah. Can't because it doesn't have trample or anything. So. That's right. That's why you you fling it. Right, yes. Or you gravitic, gravitic punch, punch. it. Yes. We dealt 20 today uh, with Niv and We Dragnauts and Gravitic Punch. Wee. It was great. Next, we have Seraph of the Scales. This is white, black, two for a 4-3 angel with flying. White, Seraph of the Scales gains vigilance until end of turn. Or black, Seraph of the Scales gains death touch until end of turn. It has afterlife, two. Uh, this card, I think, is a, is a mythic. It's a little more relevant for Constructed. It's an angel, which is kind of a relevant type these days with Lyra and Aurelia and the white red angels deck and Shalai and Shalai. Resolute not Resolute um, Resplendent, Resplendent Angel yeah I personally not a huge fan of the whole like hey guys like let's play one spell a turn on curve and hope that it's good enough even though it doesn't impact the board when it comes down um, and start off the scales but when this dies it does yeah it's nice that like when it dies you get two one ones but like the you know I don't know the the like death touch cool i guess like it kills a lot of stuff anyways and like you don't really want to trade it do you i don't know like i guess yeah. it plays offense or defense both offense and defense well which is cool it also dies to lava coil which is like the most common removal spell right now yeah, but and like it doesn't lo- you don't you get can't measure a lot of things from that because like almost everything dies from lava coil right now except the more expensive I mean, stuff but like st- that's why there's an argument, like, stuff that comes in and does something is good. Right, right, This Lava Coil, I think, is specifically relevant here because it shuts off the... I mean, it's the same reason, like, Rekindling Phoenix doesn't see play anymore because Lava Coil exists. So, like, yeah. I don't think it bodes well for Seraph of the Scales, which seems like a worse Rekindling Phoenix. Right, and it so. shuts off the Afterlife. Yeah. But yeah. this seems sweet and limited. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, definitely. Four for four three flyer is very yeah. much on curve and there's upside so only thing it really has going for it in constructed is its angel the creature type mm-hmm. but we'll see 
Uh, next, we have Precognitive Perception. This is blue, blue, three. Instant, draw three cards. Addendum, if you cast this spell during your main phase, instead scry three, then draw three cards. Seems really good. Yeah, so Jace's Ingenuity, which is just the vanilla blue, blue, three, instant, draw three cards we've had before. It's seen, play, and constructed. It's a decent card. Um, the addendum on this, scry three, then draw three, super good. Yeah, the ability to look like six deep if you're looking for something specific or mm-hmm. just like curate your hand like this this could yeah be i mean if you're strong. like you said if you're looking six deep right like that's almost a dig through time uh, in terms of the number of cards you're seeing and you're putting more cards in your hand than dig through time so you know card is really good i mean it's five mana and it's not an, i mean i guess it is, insane, it is but, insane, but you're not getting the huge effect if right only yeah. playing the sorcery so like it is not dig through time right but i'm just you know we're saying i think it's it's a pretty powerful effect and so. as we'll see there is a card that uh sort of nullifies that addendum cost so it's true pretty uh pretty exciting yeah. another mythic next we have ravager worm this is green green red three for a four five worm with riot so it enters the battlefield with your choice of a plus plus one counter or haste when it enters the battlefield choose up to one ravager worm fights target creature you don't control or destroy target land with an activated ability that isn't a mana ability interesting um i mean so big creature that fights when it enters Seems really good. This is obviously a bomb and limited. Um, is it good enough for constructed? I think that's a question. I don't know. It it feels like too small and low impact to play in a ramp deck. Yeah. And maybe a little too expensive to play in like a mid range deck. And like, like it doesn't quite do enough Carnage in a mid range deck. Yeah. Steps. Yeah. I mean, Carnage Tyrant doesn't fight, but it does have hexproof and it doesn't really die. Yeah. So. But it's cool. Yeah. You know, and it, it, the flexibility is cool. You get like double flexibility with the whole like, oh, we get to get a counter or haste. And hey, we get to fight or blow up as Kanta. Like, or a detection tower. Yeah. So that you can protect your Carnage Tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> Next card is very pushed for constructed. We have Spawn of Mayhem. This is Black Black 2 for a 4 4 demon with Spectacle Black Black 1. It has Flying Bull. Flying and trample. Gotta got a flample in there. It's definitely not uh, a mechanic. At the beginning of your upkeep, Spawn of Mayhem deals one damage to each player. Then if you have ten or less life, put a plus and plus one counter on Spawn of Mayhem. So, definitely push for constructed. Four four flying trample, really strong. You're often gonna be able to pay this for a uh, play for a spectacle cost because you're kind of thinking I'm thinking of this at home in like, you know, the black red mid-range deck from last format, right? Which was a very aggressive mid-range deck where you had one and two drops that were going to be able to get in there. Maybe you're playing Fanatical Firebrand to make sure that you can ping and turn on Spectacle and play this for three. At four, it's fine. Like, it's still pretty good. Like, a four mana, four, four with flying and landfall and invisibility. Um, you know, the pinging each player is going to affect your opponent a lot more than you because you're the aggro deck, presumably. You kill them before your life total matters. Exactly. And once your life total does start getting low, this thing starts hitting them even harder. So... Yeah. Uh, and also, its trigger ability turns on Spectacle every single turn. Yeah, even if you can't swing yeah. for whatever reason, which is... Yeah. So, No, this strong. card seems sweet. Every time I see, like, a black-black flying trample, it just reminds me of... Uh, what was the one in the Delve? Not Delve. Um, Delirium deck? Um, oh, that was... Yeah, I know. That was a 4-5, wasn't it? Might have been. Yeah, but similar, yeah, that saw a little bit of play in, in Delirium. Yeah. yeah. Next up, we have Tessa Karlov. This is white, black, too. I love eight. Tessa. New, new Tessa. New Tessa. Yeah, old Tessa was great. Okay. Uh, the three-mana Tessa. 
classic card. I played yeah. my Resolve deck. This Loved is her. a four mana tape. So let's She's see great. how you feel about her. Okay. She's a two four human legendary human advisor. If a creature dying if a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Creature tokens you control have vigilance and lifeline. Sweet. Paint harmonicon for death triggers, but on a body. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have some uh, afterlife. That's a pretty sweet death trigger to get twice. We also have Judith, which is a sweet death trigger to get twice. <laughs> yep. And uh, conveniently, all of your afterlife little flying one ones also now have vigilance and lifelink. Yeah. Taste is a cool card. Um, definitely strong in limited. Yeah. Uh, standard, we'll see. Um, you know, she's a four mana, do nothing. Uh, that's always a risky proposition in in standard. Yeah, it's um, probably more just upside than actually like necessary to win the game, right? Yeah, like, so it might just not be important. But it's right. a it's a really fun, powerful, cool effect. Oh, totally. Um, and you know, like we saw, Panharmonicon ended up being worth it. It was worth it to take turn four off and do nothing. Yeah. Um, but also, Panharmonicon was harder to interact with at the time than Tesa was. Like you didn't have a braid yet, and Tesa dies to. I mean, creatures are easier to kill than artifacts. So, we'll see. Um, she could see play at some point, you know. She's cool. Crossed. I like her design a lot. Next, we have Skargan Hellkite. This is Red Red 3 for a 4-4 dragon with Riot and Flying. And Red 3, Skargan Hellkite deals 2 damage divided as you choose among 1 or 2 targets. Activate this ability only if Skargan Hellkite has a plus plus 1 counter on it. So, this is the newest take on the five mana four four hasty dragon with upside mm -hmm. right we had a storm breath dragon before that we had thunder maw hellkite uh then we had glory bringer which is oh, glory an insane card what a great card so this card is making you choose right between whether you want the aggro version of the card or the more controlly or mid-range version of the card right? right you can either swing in right away for four or you say, we'll take it slow, it'll be a 5-5, five, five, better blocker, can attack through phoenixes and bigger creatures, and can also kill stuff. So it's really cool. It's a really flexible, powerful card, because depending on where you are in the game, you can choose the option that applies to you. So yeah. I like it. I think it's great for, for constructed. Yeah, you're right. And the 4 versus 5 toughness is a really big deal for, like you said, Phoenix, but also the 4-4 four, four Black Flying Trample that we were looking lava at coil, just too. now. And Lava Coil. So yeah, this is like a pretty big choice that you're making. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, flexibility leads to fun gameplay. Totally. And powerful cards. True. True. Next, we have Bullrack Cl <laughs> <Bull Rack> Clan <laughs> Crusher. This is Red Green 3 for a 4-4 four, four Ogre Warrior. You can tap it, remove a plus and plus one counter from Creature you Control, and Bullrack Clan Crusher deals two damage to any target. All right, a little bit weird having interacting with your plus one plus one counters in uh, Gruul, but we do have Riot, so I guess it makes sense, but it, I, I don't know if it maybe feels more like a simic thing, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it clearly plays well with Simic, right? Yeah. Like it, Just like in the last format, you got a lot of uh, Grixis decks. Mm -hmm. uh, you could draft Grixis or... Or like Surveil with Undergrowth, so you could get some... Yeah, a little bit uh but more just like yeah and like this this synergy happens right where you can now play like teamer in this set mm -hmm. or you can play esper in this set so we'll see uh it's cool it like gives you something to do the body's fine for the vanilla test for limited and um you know if a creature's gonna die you can take away its counters first and then shoot two something and like yeah Seems seems decent also it gives you a way to reset adapt if that's something you're looking to do oh that's true too yeah, yeah. 
Next we have Depose Deploy. This is the blue-white Azorius split card. So Depose is hybrid blue-white one, instant, tap target creature, draw a card. Deploy is white-blue two, instant, create two one-one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying, then you gain one life for each creature you control. Okay. It's a, like a blue-white token deck that I mean, you want to it's, gain life. I mean, Azorius in this set is not the control deck that it, it was, right? It's playing more creatures. It's playing flyers. It's more of like the... I don't even know if I'd call it like quite tempo, but it's playing a more tempo-y game. Um, and in limited, making two 1-1 flyers seems pretty good. We'll have to see how kind of less prevalent, good against afterlife. Well, I was going to say how prevalent like these afterlife cards You're are. You're paying this to like trade with two creatures that you already traded with. Yeah, uh, you do get a lot of you, you maybe get some life cushion as well, which is nice. Yeah, um, but you can use it as a tempo card. Tap something, draw. Like it can't trips, yeah. and you know worst case scenario, you just replace it with another card and tap down a blocker. Yeah, so seems seems reasonable. Yeah, not bad. Next up is Growth Chamber Guardian. This is green one for a 2-2 two, two elf, elf Crab Warrior. Great creature types. So you got to make a creature type. What would it be? I mean, obviously, elf. Okay. I love elves. Okay. Um, uh, okay, and then you were saying it has to have... Like it's like a, a sea creature. Right, next, for the Because they're all blue. about the sea creatures now. Sure, sure. Um, I really liked that Hydra Jellyfish. What, what other sea creatures are fun? Elf Octopus, elf... Can I come up with a funny one? Pufferfish. Elf pufferfish. Winner. Winner. And then you gotta have a class. Well, what like a some... warrior or a, you know. Soldier yeah. or a spirit. No, not a spirit. Can't no, be a spirit. That's a type. That's a type. Um, what, what other classes are there? Uh, I, Katie, we already had this conversation. So, like, I know you're trying to pretend like you don't know what you came up with last time, but just tell us. Tell us your brilliant creature type. Rogue. 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 Elf pufferfish rogue. That that's the type that the that the Simic really need. Are there rogues in magic? Yeah. Like who? Isn't Whisper Agent a rogue? Oh yeah, good call. <laughs> Alright, there you go. Oh yeah, so you this should, card. Yeah, read the card. Um yes. Um it has uh you can you can pay green two to adapt for two so reminder adapt if this creature has no plus one plus one counters on it put two plus one plus one counters on it <clears throat> and whenever one or more counters are put on growth chamber plus one plus one counter specifically yes um you may search your library for a card named growth chamber guardian reveal it put it in your hand and shuffle your library sweet it's a yeah. do nice uh it seems like a good card right like all of these it's not quite like uh what's it called the the, the oh vampire gosh. that gets other yeah the vampire that gets other the things three the, mana two, two, the bird the one mana bird that fetches itself um right for what you know one mana one flyer that fetches all the copies in the deck right. uh, it's not quite that but those cards are bad individually right like their bodies are bad this is a really pretty good body like yeah you're paying for a two mana two two but then it becomes a four four and it gets more of them so I like this card. I think that in like you maybe could see constructed play, uh, and I mean it's clearly not designed for limited. Like this is not going to often be re relevant in limited. I mean, but I would still play this in limited. Right? Totally. You you probably can't right. Like you said, you're probably not going to get another one because you get a four four on turn three if you want. Like that's yeah. awesome. But like yeah, you probably don't have multiple of this rare card. Yeah. I did have a uh, I knew someone who opened a 
Legion Warboss as their promo, and then in one of their packs, opened both a regular and a foil Legion Warboss. So mm. they did okay. Did, did they decide to play red? They did. Mm, interesting they did. choice. Yes, yes. Yeah. So also interesting about this, though, um, the, the, the trigger where you get more Guardians, it only requires... Uh, a counter plus one plus one counter to be placed on this card it doesn't mm. say that you have to adapt yeah it's good point. so if you have turn two guardian turn three hadana's climb or Ooh. if you're putting counters on in some other way um yeah, you're I still think... getting this to trigger i think people are a little too high on hadana's climb i think we need more cards like this that just care about counters being placed on otherwise like i just don't think hadana's climb is is very enough yeah yeah Next, we have Endraise Forerunners. This is green, 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 five. Ooh. So a total of eight. Big boar. For a 7-7 seven, seven boar, it has Vigilance, Trample, and Haste. And when Endraise Runner enters the battlefield, other creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and gain Vigilance and Trample until end of turn. Yeah, it's a descendant of Craterhoof and Decimator of the Provinces yeah. before God Eldrazified. Big boy. Before Emrakul. You Big know. boar. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this card is obviously good with boards that go wide. We have an elf deck in standard right now. Yeah. Um, or March. Yeah, sure. We have March. Uh, that, yeah, like all these things, this is kind of where you want to put that, right? Like you, you could go, yeah, it's just a little awkward generating the man in the Celestia deck. Like you could run it with Cryptolith, the Cryptolith right saga. Oh, the Freya. But that means Song you're tapping your creatures. Leaves? Yeah, but then you're tapping your creatures, so that's uh, bad. Yeah, that work. So I don't know. But like you could do it maybe in elves because you have Marwyn and you have uh, rights of growing rights of Itlamok and you play okay. it with like frenzy and just play cards off the top of your deck, <laughs> get a bunch of mana, play and raise four runners and win. But it's not clear that something like that is just you know better than like Banefire oh, if you have that much mana. But this is cooler. It is also significantly cheaper, so like maybe it's just easier to go off. Um, hmm. But these cards they'll always see at least fringe play in standard because people people will try to play them. them. Yeah, I mean it's pretty. It has a lot of flashy text on totally, it totally. keywords and absolutely next we have pestilent spirit this is black two for a three two spirit has menace and death touch and instant and sorcery spells you control have death touch that's cool super cool i think it's super fun design it's like a soulfire grandmaster with life the uh, lifelink uh did the same thing with lifelink yeah, yeah. We haven't. This hasn't been on a card before, right? No. When I saw the Soulfire card, I was like, "Ooh, like what else could they do with uh, effects like this with spells?" And I was like, oh, "Death Touch. They got to do Death Touch at some point, and they have." Yeah. And Death Touch is cool, and it's great because it's you know a black card that does it, which makes sense because black is Death Touch. But it's funny because the you know black spells don't need this, <laughs> right? So red spells need this, and we're in a set with Rakdos, so like black red, it fits really well. Uh, and it does some fun combo-y things with, like, uh, Cosmotronic Wave, right? Uh, Which just becomes a one-sided board wipe and just kills everything. That's, like, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and I don't know that, like, you want to try to build that in standard because, like, individually both cards are bad. Uh, but, yeah, it's That's a super cool. sweet card. Yeah, fun card. plus, I mean, Menace and, Menace and Death Touch is a really good pairing because, at worst, you're probably trading with two creatures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... This I feel bad if sweet. it was like two afterlife spirits. I know. Gross. I was thinking about too because I'm like, it does have just the two toughness. Yeah. But. <sighs> or you double block and one of them is first strike. Ugh. 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 
Next, we have Rakdos, the showstopper. Rakdos himself. That's right. Rakdos is the last <laughs> guild leader, leader who is also the founder of the guild. Hmm. Uh, the original leader of the guild. Uh, okay. Now that Niv is off doing his uh, research, Firemind's research. Um, and probably trying to like clone himself and make himself a spark planeswalker or something. Qu- so Quasi-duplicate himself. That's right. Uh, Rakdos is black-red four for a 6-6 six, six legendary demon. He has Flample as well, Flying and Trample. <laughs> When Rakdos, the showstomper, enters the battlefield, flip a coin for each creature that isn't a demon, devil, or imp. Destroy each creature whose coin comes up tails. And the flavor text is, entertain me. All right, so a six mana, six, six, flying trample with pseudo one-sided partial... One-sided. Well, presumably you're playing a deck with just demons, devils, and imps. Oh, we're just doing the, like, tri- <laughs> like fun, tribal, Rakdosy thing. I mean, I'm assuming in Rakdos it's pretty easy to play a deck with mostly demons devils and imps maybe i haven't really looked at a lot of rakdos creature types uh let's see you have uh i'm trying to like dragon spirit but those are human. the rare. i think you have a decent number of humans in rakdos hmm. like human shamans and i guess we'll see maybe rakdos will have a lot more demons and imps and then like uh it won't hurt you as much this is also a shaman this is a demon uh human demon. yeah yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. But you can certainly build a deck to try to take advantage of, of Rakdos' ability. I think in paper, this is just super annoying. Like, imagine if you're playing against uh, a bunch of tokens, you're playing, like, they march, or you're playing against, like, Afterlife, and you have to spend two minutes flipping a coin for every single token on the board. What a pain. Arena will be able to handle this super easily. Like, you have a cool animation with all these coin flips, and then, like, boom, a bunch of stuff dies. Like, that'd be fun. Yeah, I wonder but in how paper, they'll do that. It's a pain. Because, you know, they don't, like, show a die rolling. They just say, like, you're on the play. Right. Um, so I wonder if they'll show a coin flipping or it'll just, like, randomly destroy half their creatures. And you could have, like, it'd be cool to have, like, co- all these, like, coins, like, red glowing, like, fiery coins flip up and then land and the heads, like, glow and then those ones That's explode true. or something yeah. like that. That would be cool. They will probably do something flashy. And you could have, like, one like side of the thing. coin would be, like, the Rakdos oh, head yeah, symbol. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that would be That would cool. be cool. Yeah, they can do some stuff. So, next card uh here we go wilderness reclamation green three enchantment at the beginning of your end step untap all lands you control what could possibly go wrong let me tell you katie uh i liked i, I played to play a deck it was called uh nexus of fate but no one plays that anymore ryan why are you bringing that card up well kate you know one of the cool things about teferi who is already a pushed and broken card mm. is teferi for whatever reason they decided to do this uh untaps lands at the end of your turn okay. this means that if you have five mana uh going into your unstep with a trigger on the stack you can float to untap to and then you go up to seven and cast nexus of fate and thus you can chain nexus of fate before turn seven of course now if you have wild wilderness reclamation and you play it on turn four and you follow that with teferi on turn five even if you are tapped out so you go five mana play teferi tick up on your end step, Reclamation triggers and untaps your lands. You float five. Teferi triggers, triggers, untaps two lands. You float two. Now you have seven. Nexus. Which means that on the turn that you cast Teferi, you get to go off with Nexus. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. That's crazy. So, Like, yeah. you used to have to try to protect Teferi for a turn or two. And, like, now you get to just do it. Yeah. So on the Multiple Reclamations side. trigger, like, on top oh. of each other. So you get to, like cantrip stuff or whatever you can cast multiple next like the card is broken like it's only broken because they printed nexus like nexus is too i think they missed it be an instant 
or shuffle in or one of those things. Well, I think we talked about this last time. Like every possible knob on Nexus of Fate, like they messed up on. Like it is an instant. It shuffles itself back in. Like it's just they shouldn't have made the card. Um, it's too powerful. And it feels like because they missed, I think they missed the interaction with Deferi and Nexus, they were not looking out for that. So they felt fine printing Wilderness Reclamation because who cares? It doesn't do anything. But with Nexus of Fate, it's really, really busted. You could have the Nut Draw where you go turn two Growth Spiral, turn three Wilderness Reclamation, turn four Teferi, untap, go off with Nexus on turn four. Yeah, that's so fast. That's so frustrating. Fun. I mean, there are a lot of enchantment answers that are like conveniently stapled onto other cards, but really, well, I guess okay, we have, we have that Autumn. black and we have the black white one. And mortify, and mo- yeah, so mortify. That's so the if black, you're white not playing one. white or green, there's um, what's what's the Rex dinosaur? Age? Thrashing bronze. Oh, do we have Rex Age? Yeah, Rex I guess Age. that was in the core set. But you have to if you're not playing white or green, what do you didn't do? You I mean, have to like you try have to, to be counter or discard white like or green. Yeah, that's just. I mean, that just feels. That feels sketchy. Or like you need um like three to four mana planeswalker removal because you need to answer to fury. Yeah, it's I, th- this. It feels dangerous. I like wizard. I think wizards clearly missed it because after the last standard, I don't think they're gonna take risks with like pushing cards to be broken. Yeah, and like wilderness reclamation is kind of broken yeah. with nexus of fate it also like and, and we said this last time it, it takes away the choice with addendum right like we said I, that's such an interesting choice I for like control decks i think it's fun like addendum is blue white so you gotta push yourself into ban and then you gotta be but like playing it to get enough so out easy. of it yeah like, but like then what are you doing like what is the deck doing like if you want i i like it. i think it's cool that you get to like uh, you know. Cheat? Yeah, they get to cheat. They get to go like, oh, Ugh. I'm gonna take advantage of addendum cards too. Or like, now it's not a choice. Where Azorius isn't supposed to be the control deck, but now we get to go, if we splash green, then it becomes a control deck. So we get to tap out for our Jace's Ingenuity and scry three and draw three. Then we get to untap and hold up all our counter spells. Like, that's so cool. That's so fun. No. So fun. I don't think that's fun. I don't know why they printed this card. I don't either. This was a bad idea. It was on, such a mistake. On the mistake. other hand, if you don't want to put it in a control deck, you can play it with March of the Multitudes. Yeah, it's great with instant speed X spells like March of the Multitudes or Expansion Explosion. Um, X instant speed X spells work really well with untapping your land center and stuff. Okay, this is this is weird with Expansion Explosion. Isn't that like double red, double blue? Yeah, I'm playing Teamer. All right. It's fine. Man, Anyways, it's good. I don't like this card. I love it. I mean, I love it because I want to play with it and I want to play Nexus, but I think it's a terrible mistake. Yes. Uh, that wouldn't be a terrible mistake if Nexus was not a card, but they messed up on Nexus and now we have to deal with it. So. Hooray. Next up, Prime Speaker Vanifar. This is blue green two for a two four elf ooze wizard. <laughs> Tap. Sack another creature. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost. Put that card onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. Sweet. So that is the uh, rules text of Birthing Pod. Um, although Birthing Pod might not have had the sorcery restriction, I remember. Hmm. But basically, they took Birthing Pod, they put it on a creature. Uh, we had this in standard, something similar before, I think, with, like, a green shaman or something back in, like, Teemer or Tarka. And the fact that it's on a creature means it dies really easily, so you can't, like, super go off with it. Um, it's a fun commander. I, I assume, like, people would play this in, like, a commander deck as their, maybe their commander. I, I don't really know a lot about commander, but I suspect that it would. 
for standard, I don't have high hopes, but Saffron Olive, I'm sure, will build a Vanifar deck. So we'll get to watch him lose games and mispronounce Vanifar. So cards like this, so like Birthing Pod, were you looking for specific cards? or? I like... mean, it was like, it was two things. It was like, a, you know, it was a toolbox deck, but it was also a deck that played creatures with really powerful ETBs and you just oh. work your way up the chain, right? Birthing Pod got banned when Siege Rhino got printed because then it was <laughs> too good. You could also build, like, you could go for combos, right? So, like, if uh, you have a Kitchen Finks and Viscera Seer and Malira, right? That's a 1-2-3. So, like, whatever piece you're missing, like, you can play something with a cost, sack it, get that piece, and, like, go off. Oh. Uh, you get to sack things persist, like birthing, um, Kitchen Finks, and it just comes back. So things with dice triggers or ETB triggers or both go really well in Birthing Pod decks as do toolbox cards. Okay, cool. Yeah. So next, we have uh, a couple of split cards. So we have uh, Carnival and Carnage. This is the Rakdos one. Carnival is hybrid black-red instant. Carnival deals one damage to our creature Planeswalker and one damage to its controller. Carnage is two red-black sorcery. Carnage deals three damage to target opponent. That player discards two cards. So the front side is like Searing Blaze, but without the landfall trigger. So it's just a little ping-ping. Um, which is fine. You're going to maybe ping a Llanowar Elf for one mana, which is reasonable. And it triggers your um, sp- sp- spectacle. It does. For it really spectacle. cheap for cheap, which that. is nice. Uh, in Carnage, you know, it's it's basically blightning, right? It bolts them, and then it also makes them, it mind rots them. So that's a really powerful effect. Blightning was three, this is four, so it, you know, it went up a little bit. It definitely makes it worse, but you're getting the out of flexibility of the ability to, like, ping ping. Right. Um, so... I don't know. I think it's worth keeping in mind that this card exists in the format. Uh, if there's a you know an aggressive mid-rangey deck that wants to kind of burn out your opponent and deal a lot of damage while also making it so that you're depriving them of resources and they can't mount much of a defense, this card could be reasonable. It's a little slow, but maybe it, it finds like a place. It could be like a real Rakdos deck coming together with Judith and the 4-4 Demon. And... I, don't, yeah, I don't think Judith goes in the, like, the deck that plays Carnage necessarily. Uh, I think that they're different. Like, I think Judith just belongs in a tokens, or not token, uh, like a sack deck. Oh, okay. And that's it, just because she pings on death triggers. But mm. definitely a cool card. Important thing to, to keep in mind. Good to know about it. Next, we have the newest iteration of the Walls card. We have High mm. Alert, which is white, blue, one enchantment. Creatures you control deal damage with toughness rather than power. Creatures you control can attack as though they didn't have defender. And you can pay blue, white, two to untap target creature. Okay. So you can now swing with your Wall of Mist. Yes. And now you have eight, you can play eight of these effects in a deck. So you have in, Arcades, in modern... standard. standard. You have Arcades, right? Standard? The, you have the Arcades, the Bant Dragon. That's still in standard? It was from Core 19. Oh. So you have Arcades and you have High Alert. So you, uh, Arcades is already Bant, so High Alert fits right in. And then you can play all the cheap one and two mana walls. You have the wall that pays two sacks other walls to draw you cards. Like Oh, yeah, Porkless. Yeah, you have a lot of stuff. So is the deck barrier good? Barrier of Bones. No. Wall of Mist. Well, you're in ban. I don't think you want Barrier Bones. But I Wall mean, of Mist. you always want Barrier of Bones. It's a great That's card. what our opponents on Arena seem to think. You always <laughs> want Barrier of Bones. Like three of. It was, yeah. Oh, what a card. I do enjoy paying a mana, discarding a card, and scrying I ju- one. I just love when my opponent does. It makes me feel so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this card, you know, the deck is will not be good, but people will play it at FNM and have fun, and that's great. Walls uh, are nifty. And, you know, Saffron Olive will also play a Walls deck, I'm sure, at some point. 
So cool, cool. to have more of these effects. Yeah. Uh, next, Don't we have play it in limited. the Orzov one. Uh, we have Canonize Consume, the split card. Canonize is a hybrid, hybrid white-black one. Instant, exile target card from a graveyard, draw a card. Consume is white-black two, sorcery. Target player sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures they control. You gain life equal to that creature's power. Yeah, so again, this targeted exile, like um, Kaya does, kind of weird, not super useful, but at least it cycles for really cheap. Yeah, if you at need least this to. draws your card. Yeah. Unlike Kaya, which sits there mocking you for paying three mana to do nothing. <laughs> Best friends with Tabal BFFs. Guys, let's build Mardu useless planeswalkers. Turn two Tabal, turn three Kaya. How do you lose? In any way. Any way. Turn four, OG Dovenbun. Oh. Yeah, so we're going five color now. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good deck. But anyways, the consume side of this is more interesting. Um, you, you made a great point. Kill car- kill target Carnage Tyrant and yeah. gain a bunch of life. Check that out, right? Like, Carny T is totally going to be the most powerful creature on your opponent's board. And and then this kills it because it doesn't target that And also, honestly, menace. like, it gets her on dive down too, so it answers Niv. Ooh. Um, and because it gains you life, it recovers a little bit of the life that you lost from all the Niv pings. Not the yeah. card advantage, but the life. Yeah. Um, can also kill, you know, Crackling Drake. And gain yeah. a bunch of life from that because it's power. Um, so, there, you know, this has a lot of uses. If there's a black white deck like is like more mid rangey uh, or it wants removal spells, like this card will probably see a little bit of play. Particularly if Carnage Tyrant or Blue Red is is it's sticking fair. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the consume side is much more interesting than I had originally thought. Yeah, and it's like you know, if you're it's not useful at the time, cycle it. You're good. Right. Yeah. It's not like yep. stuff in your hands. So. Speaking cards that are decent against Phoenix, kind of, but not really. Uh, we have Bellow of the Carnar- Carnarium. This is black, black, one, sorcery. All creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. Exile all creature cards from all graveyards that were put there this turn. If a creature would die this turn, exile it instead. Okay, so this um, this will hose undergrowth, which is not a thing. And yep. um, yes, if people are still playing... Arclight Phoenix, which people aren't really in the Drake's deck, but uh-huh. if they were and they had a Phoenix on board and you weren't dead, mm-hmm. you would kill all their Phoenixes yeah. and then exile all the Phoenixes. It's funny because the card sounds like decent in, in theory, but like realistically, a good Phoenix player isn't bringing back their Phoenixes until, or putting their Phoenix in their graveyard until they can bring it back. So bringing it back, they're swinging, you're taking a bunch of damage, and then you're sweeping them away and exiling them. Sure, but like they did enough that they're got enough free cards that they're going to be able to finish you off. So I don't, I don't love it against Phoenix. It's yeah. fine. And like key point, only exiles all creatures from the graveyard. Yep. So your drakes are fine. Right. And Crackling still doesn't even care if it was exiled or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it feels more like in limited, this is a good against um, afterlife. And if there is a afterlife aristocrat sacrifice based deck, this will be a very popular sideboard card in black if that yeah. deck exists. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's basically flame tendrils. So next we have. Well, not quite because it does give the death triggers, right? Because it will kill things and then exile. So it's not. Oh a replacement. no. Yeah. So this is not. Oh, no. good against, This is like, a translation, sacrifice. but I think the translation is pretty good. Yeah. It's never mind. It's like, what's the point? Is yeah. this this doesn't exile cards? It only exiles them after they die. No, yeah. if a creature would die this turn, exile it instead. Oh, I missed yeah. the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. So this does what we thought. Good. Okay. 
So next is Pitiless Pontiff. This is white-black for a 2-2 vampire cleric. Pay one, sacrifice another creature. Pitiless Pontiff gains death touch and indestructible until end of turn. So this is one of those potential one-mana sack outlets that can make Judith into a Mardu drain blood Yeah, and this is good deck. because... So the other cheap sack outlet is Makeshift Munitions, right? Which is red one, enchantment, pay one, sack creature, ping one to some sort, anything. And, like, that card is, bad. like, bad. Like, you're paying one to do very little, and you're paying for it. And you really want a free outlet. So if Wizards is going to make us pay for our sacrifice, at least they're giving us a two-mana 2-2 two -two that is largely impossible to kill. Like... It's really good. It attacks really well. It blocks really well. It's just a great card. I really like the card. I think it's a really solid card. Yeah. I think you're hating on the red one, though, too much. Because red one, I mean, if each one is dealing now two damage when you sacrifice it, because you're getting the sack trigger and the other sack trigger. You mean if you have Judith out? Yeah. Well, I'm just evaluating the cards by themselves. Like, yeah, sure, if you have better. Judith out, both cards get a lot better. Yeah. But makeshift munitions on its own is terrible. Is not great. Terrible, bad even you might. Say. Yeah, it's not great. Like if you need more outlets, maybe you play it. But I'd be much more excited to play pitiless pontiff than makeshift munitions. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that pitiless pontiff has room in a vampire deck? Can we build a vampire deck? Is there a vampire deck? Can I make one? I don't think vampires want this card. This card doesn't do anything with vampires. Vampires is like go wide, then tall, then life then die <laughs> this card doesn't really do any of those things mm, i see your point yes yes all right <laughs> all right next we have the uh aabb cycle we have the orzhov card in the cycle basilica bell haunt is white white black black for a three four spirit when basilica bell haunt enters the battlefield each opponent discards a card and you gain three life uh, it's not very exciting be much more exciting if it were a siege rhino where it helix them it's like target opponent each opponent loses three you gain three and they discard a card even just if it flew i would be happier yeah i mean of the last uh from guilds right the only one that really sees standard play is fine broker yep this one is not fine broker this is not the no Rakdos fire wheeler seems exciting. decent yeah this isn't even exciting in limited though like honestly it's fine. yeah like in limited a four mana three four that makes them discard their worst card and it's hard three. to pay for because it's fine. Of the, but yeah, yeah. The, the hard to pay forness makes it tough. Yeah. Pretty tough. Yeah, I don't this is not my favorite card. It's very in the fine. Cycle. It makes me kind of sad because you know, like these guild cards, especially when there's cycles, and you're like, oh my favorite guild, like I can't wait to see what the guild card is in my cycle. And like then when it's disappointing like this, it really is disappointing. You're like, come on. Like, you couldn't made something a little more interesting, a little cooler. Yeah. You did something that's just, like, bad. Like, I really like the Boros one, the True Fire. Yeah. The red, red, white, white, and it deals damage equal to whatever it took. And, you know, like, it's like a good intersection of, like, red, white abilities. Yeah. This is like, we'll do a black thing, discard a card. We'll do the worst white thing possible, gain Hands three life. life yay we did it we're gonna put it on a three four body on a four mana card yeah cool i mean maybe three four will be really relevant maybe it can block a lot of things in the set looking at gruel i don't think that's true <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try I'm trying to be positive here yeah yeah that's that's rough all right all right next up to our final card our final card gutter bones gutter bones says black for a 2-1 skeleton warrior Ooh. 
Gutter Bones enters the battlefield tapped. And you can pay black one. Return Gutter Bones from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only during your turn and only if your opponent lost life this mm. turn. So this is the spiritual successor to Dread Wanderer. Well, here's the thing. Zombies and skeletons are very different in magic mechanically. Zombies, okay. <laughs> they return from the graveyard to the battlefield. Skeletons oh, yeah. have an activated ability that returns them from the graveyard to your hand. That's really helpful information. Yes, like reassembling skeleton is a good example. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, sure. So not the spiritual successor, except that it's a one mana, two one that enters tapped. Right, which is pretty common in black, is you get like these, you know, one mana, two ones that enter tapped. Uh, they're good in black aggro decks. Uh, like this one is like fine in a sacrifice based deck. Uh, yeah. Seems cool. decent. Um, it will, uh, you know, the fact that it basically has that spectacle thing where, like, you can only use it if they've lost life. Yeah. Um, but you're, presumably you're an aggro deck, so that's cool. Um, yeah. No, that does seem really reasonable in a sacrifice deck, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also, you know, yeah, <laughs> we've seen the power of things that just, like, kind of keep coming back, right? Scrap Heap Scrounger was a monster of a card. Yeah. And that was a 3-2. This is a 2-1. Not quite the same. Uh, but the idea is similar. So yeah. it's a card that's worth paying attention to, worth being aware of. Cards that come back are hard. Yeah. So what cards uh, stand out to you tonight, Kate? What cards are your faves? Uh, I I really like the, what's it called? Pitalith, Pit, Pitalith mm. Pontiff, the, the yes. black-white 2-2 two, two that can give indestructible. I too am a fan. I, uh, I like the card quite a bit. Orzhov, as you know, is my favorite guild. What's your favorite guild, Kate? Yeah, no, I like guilds. So, yeah, which, of, of the ten guilds, what's your favorite guild, Katie? Well, I I really like Orzhov and Simic. Okay. Do you like uh, uh, Rakdos? Yeah. Do you like Boros? Mm, it's okay. Do you like Celestian? Mm, Tamir? Really. Mm, Kogari? No. Orzhov? Yes. Is it? Yeah, I've really enjoyed playing Is It this past Azorius? format. No. Gruul? No. Uh, now I, like, I wasn't keeping track of which ones I said. You definitely so... repeated some. Oh. Oh no. I'm really tired, so sorry. Cool. Uh, well, the card that I'm most excited about is the most broken, Wilderness Reclamation. We're gonna cast a Nexus of Fate. You're a bad person. It's gonna be a good time. Ooh, I'm excited about the Pestilent Spirit. That, that's my yeah, new that's one. Yeah, that's a cool card. That's a like, cool card. Yeah, Death Touch on spells, and a 3-2 Menace, and it's a spirit. Yeah. It's, it's everything I want. And I also really like Tasa because... I like Tasa. Yeah. Oh, and the elf crab warrior that gets other elf crab warriors. But let me tell you, it's no elf pufferfish rogue. That's for sure. It's the best combo. That's for sure. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we, we had a good time reviewing all these cards for a second time. We only cut off 10 minutes off our original time, so well done us. Woo! Um, thanks again to our sponsors uh, for their support. Sessa sponsors. Yeah, to, you know, fantastic stores. Uh, New England Comics, you can find in... Uh, online on Facebook at NEC Coolidge. And in person at Coolidge Corner. Uh, yeah, hence the NEC Coolidge. Yeah. And you can find uh, uh, Flipside Gaming online at flipsidegaming.com. So I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.